This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. What's up, bees? Hello. Welcome to the Brit on Blast podcast, where we put everything and anything on blast. We're so happy to be here. Brit, what is this week's roundup? Yeah, let me tell you about it. We're actually going to switch some things up. So we're going to start with Brit Happens because we were missing and we just like dropped like one story of some like pretty intense stuff. And then just we're like, bye, we'll see you next week. Well, so life happened. Life happened. Big life happened. Yeah. Um, so we'll talk a little bit about that. And then we're going to get into some things with um, Brit on Blast, which is going to be everything in regards to social media. So I think that's a big topic right now. And I think it's an important topic as we go into the holiday season. And it ties back to mental health, which I think is the most thing like that is the thing I'm most passionate about. So and you are really going through like this relationship with social media. And then you have like yeah. realized how many other people are going through it, too. So we're talking about the impacts of social media and how to manage it when you can't just delete the app. Right, exactly. And so I'm I'm really excited to talk about this. And we have some really interesting facts that I'm excited to share with you guys because as you guys know, Haven and Flux is a business um, for mental health. So we do make candles, but they are for mental health. And this really brings light. My family has had a lot of experience with um, severe mental illness. And so I'm really excited to share that with you guys and kind of share how you know, social media plays an impact on your mental health and how I've experienced that in the last two weeks because, yeah, we'll just jump into it. So we're on blast. I'm sorry, um, where it happens. Yeah. So how was your week? Tell us what was going on. Uh, so my grandmother passed. <laughs> yeah. So sorry. It was pretty intense. Um, you really go through a lot of realizations, which is, again, why we're coming back to social media because for me – um my grandmother passing. So it had been really like two weeks where she had been in the hospital. And it's been really since June, we've been having issues. Like her lungs were filling up with liquid. There were just a lot of things and nobody could put their finger on it. So she spent like 15, I think it was like 15, um, days in the ICU, like just entirely too long (laughs) to be in the ICU. You guys knew that it was coming. And then there was another stuff where she was on hospice, but no matter what it leads up to it, it never you're never prepared for the actual finalization of death. Yeah. And watching someone pass and the family dynamic that happened that like, and I'm going through a lot of like, I am in therapy right now and I have been and who's I, not. No, if, if you're if not, you should go definitely, now. Yes. Run, not walk. Yes. <laughs> run, not walk. And I also have a coach who I work with. So like a life coach slash business coach. So I'm doing a lot of like self realizations and one of the big things, and I think we've talked about this on the podcast before is I'm not a great communicator and I like to, that sounds really funny because you talk a lot. Yeah. Well, I'm never saying anything that's actually like meaningful to me, if that makes any sense. Well, f, f me running Brit. This whole thing has not been meaningful. <laughs> no, I'm getting better at it. I just mean that like I'm, I can be very, 
guarded and surface level. I got you. I've been no, like no, no. hurt a lot. So it's like, I just am really afraid to like let people in. And if I communicate how I actually feel, what my experience has been and still is to this day is that people shut down or they disappear. And so that makes sense. I, <laughs> I completely understand. It's yeah. like when you're going through something, you almost like put up this front. Right. And that, but you never like let it get deeper than the surface level, like you were talking about. Right. That and checks out. And so what happened is basically I got really, 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 really strong, like wildly strong. Like I didn't realize that I could be as strong as I was, so cool. but it wasn't because I don't think that I was like dealing with, listen, you weren't the, letting yourself feel it? I'm the person in a car crash you want to be with. You want me to be driving the car. If there's a fire, you want me to be there. Like, for some reason, time slows down, and I can just, like, I don't know what it is. I think because maybe there's been a lot of experiences in my life where I've had to be prepared for the worst-case scenario. Mm-hmm. So I always have, like, plan A to Z in my head. I overthink every situation. I overanalyze everything. But you're, like, the general when it happens, and you're, like, you, go get this. Yeah. You do this. Like, everything's going to be... That's great. We need people like that in the world. Right. But when you're watching your grandmother, who is someone who I'm very close with, I was very close with. It's so weird to like talk about her in past tense. Mm. But to watch her pass and to have to be strong for the rest of your family, like I was the one to find out like when her vitals had dropped to the point that we had like hours. So did you feel like you weren't present during those minutes and hours of her passing? No, I would say like, and then we talked about this. I was luckily very present and I had pulled away from social media which is why like great but a lot of people during that time when she was like in the hospital you know my grandmother had sat me down and was like you know I've lived this amazing life and this was when I was seeing her in the hospital and it kind of sounded like she gave up and I had been talking to my friends about it and just it's not giving up it's coming to she realized a piece about the fact that she's going to die we're all gonna die right Right. And that's okay. So big realizations here too. And I think the takeaway for me was, and this is what leads into like our social media piece of it, but like big realizations for me were that one with all of my aunts and uncles and my cousins, they all look to me Mm -hmm. Two, I have a brother. He is severely mentally ill. Mm -hmm. When this happens to my parents, which it will because we all die, I will be very alone. Like, it made me realize, like, how alone I am in this world, like, just by myself. And I know that sounds really sad, but it's not. I mean, I take care of myself. I'm very independent. But you're already planning something. You don't know where you're going to be. You don't know who's going to be in your life. You don't know who's going to come into your life. So don't worry about something that hasn't happened Right. No, that's my favorite but thing to do. But you're preparing. I understand. <laughs> and it's good to be prepared, but at the same time, like, you can't control it. No. Like, I, my favorite thing to say is, like, you can plan your yeah. life out and you can ex- have these expectations and you can write it out, but go ahead and light that blueprint on fire because it's not going to happen like right. that. So don't worry about things that haven't happened yet. Totally. And I think another big thing that I realized, well, two last things that I noticed were um, I really wanted to not share this on social media. Like I did not want to share my grandma passing with the world. Like I just didn't. And that's okay. I, whereas I tend to be somebody who overshares on social media. And so it felt very weird to me to do that, to not do that. And then the next thing, which I really want to like give you more, cause this was a cute thing is realizing how we used to communicate uh-huh. with each other versus 
now. So I had to explain the obituaries to like, I think she's seven or eight now, my seven or eight year old cousin. And had to explain like why she was in the newspaper. Like my cousin could not wrap her head around it. So um, we can, let me tell you. jump into that. So Britt, because this is in your wheelhouse, why the Automobile Museum? I mean, you know, for me, it's about the cars all day long. I love cars. I like old cars, new cars, all the things. For me, the fact that they have the DeLorean here and the Batmobile in the same room is like, it's, it's like, a, it's ha- it makes my heart happy. Um, so that's why for me, but I think for like someone like us, like doing things with all of our friends, like yeah, 160 of our close friends yes. could go to the theater. In any movie that you want, they have so many things to offer. The space camp for your kids, if you like need a little break yeah. or you want to look at the cars. Reno's just really lucky to have it. It's one of the biggest collections, I think, in the country, yeah. which is awesome. It's so cool. And the fact that it's here in the biggest little city is like the coolest thing ever. So yeah, grab a bottle of tequila yeah. and come on into the theater. Yes, back to the future. Get all your friends, 160 of them, so the whole town of Reno. So everyone you know. <laughs> and watch a movie. Yep. You can find tickets at the uh, automuseum.org. Yeah. And yeah, that's where, that's where you go get your tickets. Perfect. Fun day. All right. Well, tell me how you are because like I'm heavy. I'm heavy over here. Okay. So no one died in my family. PTL. Amen. (laughs) Um, But I had a family weekend. My youngest sister graduated from college. And so we had a super big party and family in town. And I just feel like, I mean, I've completely submerged myself into being present with my family. We had people over, but you know what sucks about that is that like when I come back on Monday, I'm just like, I took, you know, two days off from the business and I just feel completely overwhelmed. And Monday is just so much chaos. I feel like in my business because I just have been separated, but it's also healthy to like refresh your brain and be there. Like, I don't want to be that workaholic who doesn't have a life, but I, it's just like small business owners or people who have really intense jobs. If they, you know, they come back to an inbox of thousands of emails, like oh, yeah. that's overwhelming. Um, so I guess I just need to like know that it's healthy to take those breaks totally. and then to embrace the chaos that Monday brings. Yeah. Um, Are you a, do you like work longer days then? Cause like I just went through this like the, mm-hmm. today and yesterday I worked like from 4am mm-hmm. to like 7pm. Mm-hmm. So yesterday was really long and my husband was like, why are you still working? And I was like, this is what I get. And it's like, that's so stupid to think like that. But, you know, it just, it is what it is. It Um, won't always be like this though. Like you, I was just listening to um, Kristen Cavallari uh because she has that amazing like um, Uncommon James and it's got all these different branches. And she's like, it started out and she was in where we are now where it's just like nonstop, nonstop, nonstop. And now she's like, I got this huge team, this fulfillment team, all this stuff. Like now I get to like really enjoy life and that's where like kids come in and that's like the goal for me anyway. I'm like, by the time I'm ready to have kids, I need like, to like. Like you want to be that CEO. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel you. I also feel like this is BLFT busy season. Yep. So Christmas shopping, we have tons of pop-ups. Um, so in Murdoch's hats are oh my here, God, yes. which is great. But just, you know, scaling the business is stressful and just, I mean, making the right decisions when you're scaling. That's, yeah. you know, it's hard. So but there's always a learning curve no matter what stage you are in life. You're going through it on maybe like an emotional stage with your grandma, oh, yeah. how to learning how what grief, you know, That's 
That's what Brit happens is. Yeah. Like literally shit is happening constantly behind the scenes. It doesn't matter what's going on in your right. business or what season it is or anything like that. Like everything else is happening too. Right. So. And like there's always a learning curve. Like even if you move into a new beautiful house, you go to get water in a different place and that's a learning curve. Totally. Like, so totally. it's just that's it's never going to go away. So we're yeah. embracing that. But those are the learning curves I have going on right now. Yep. Um. So let's get back to your grandma and social media. Oh, yeah, yeah. And everything like that. So the obituary. Okay, so I I remember, like I had said that I didn't want to share on social media my grandmother passing. Like, and I've, and I've really been approaching social media much differently since she passed because it just, to me, seems stupid. It's not. It's very important. We talked about last podcast. Like, it is the lifeblood of our business, of right. my business, of your right. business. Um. But what I realized is I kind of was, it was the easiest way for me to communicate to my customers. So I posted it on my business profile. Which is amazing that we have that ability to immediately communicate. Right. Exactly. Like, and then that was great to be able to communicate all that. And um, we obviously posted it on the Brit on Blast podcast or the um, Instagram. And then I posted like a little thing on my stories, on my personal, but it wasn't like direct. It just was like a song and a picture of my grandmother because I just didn't want it. It was going to, I knew it was going to be too intense and it was too intense like for me. Like the wave of reactions. So, and even though they were coming from a good place of loved love it. and they cared about yes. you, it was overwhelming much. to handle. It was too much. It was literally every person that I knew, every client, every customer, every inch of this world that I know. Yeah. In my inbox. I mean, I must have had hundreds of messages and I so appreciate all of them. Oh no, of course. But within 24 hours of posting that, that's a lot after like while you grieve someone. Well, you're just trying to digest what just happened. Well, and then the other thing is like, I'm not a crier. So for me, it was like, should I be how much? And then it was the same as you. Like I took the day. Yeah. I took a day Uh and got back into my business and I'm like, I don't have... Like my grandmother would not want me to, but it wasn't a refreshing day. No, it was, you're exhausted and you're emotionally going through it. Well, and I had literally been like, and that's the thing I was staying the night overnight with my grandmother. We were up every 15 minutes, like trying to help her with things. Like, so now I was doing hard things for two weeks and you have to comprehend the fact that she's no longer here and she's never coming back. And And like the things that I wish I, I just wish I would have. I spent a lot of time with her, but like, no matter how much time you spend with somebody, you still wish you're like, I just wish I would have spent more time. And then you, I started looking at social media and I was like, dude, fuck this. Like, what is this stupid platform with all these people that I don't even know? Like who even cares about all of this? And that's not necessarily true. I do care so much. I care so much about my customers. I care so much about this community. But in that moment, I just was so angry at like the world for taking her from me. Right. So something within you is telling you, okay, I don't need to be on social media right now. Right. You need to listen to yourself when that happens. Right. And that's hard as a business owner because you feel like that's your job. Well, and I was going through like personal things too within relationships where it was like, I was struggling with new experiences that like, it just, nothing stops. And the point being of all of this and the reason I'm talking about the influx of the inbox that happens of the DMs. Yeah. Is that basically my little cousin came over. My, my Both my cousins came over, but her daughter, Scarlett, my second cousin, she was asking, we were showing her the picture of grandma in the obituaries. And uh-huh. she did not understand the concept of a newspaper. Like literally could not understand. 
she was like, why would you put that in the paper? She's like eight years old. She's super sassy. She's going to be just like me and my cousin. And I feel so bad for my cousin. <laughs> um, but she was just like, why? W- I don't get it. That's crazy to think that people like that young kids don't know what a newspaper is. Didn't understand the concept. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, so then I had to challenge myself because you and I did not grow up. You're the same age as me, right? You're 31. Yeah. Well, I'm 32. But okay. yes. Um, we didn't have social media until after high school. Like yeah. really Facebook became popular like in college, yeah. In college. Right. And so we didn't have it like constantly in our lives. So we know what it was like before. Right. So I had to explain to her that like in order for people to know when someone had passed back mm-hmm. in the day before technology, they would put it in the paper mm-hmm. and someone would take it horse and carriage. I know. <laughs> to each town and that's how People found out friends, family, neighbor, like whatever. That's how everybody found out. And we're talking like weeks after the love started to flow in to these people who had lost a loved one, the support, maybe they sent like chickens or whatever, or like, (laughs) I don't know. But even like our grandparents, like they would get cards and it meant a lot, but it was, it came at a time when they were able to accept the love. Right now, everything is so quick that you aren't able to comprehend and digest it. And then you're just overwhelmed with all this love. And then you feel guilty because you're not getting back to these people. And it's a whole hard cycle. And that social media has done to us. And while there's many benefits to it, there's also a lot of negatives. Yep. And I think that like, that let's, I'm going to start off just because I'm in the social side of it. So we're going to talk about two pieces of this. And I really am excited to talk about this because it is so, I'm so passionate about this right now. Um, and basically what I had realized is that I was going through the other part of it is like, let's keep in mind, I used to be married, right? Like I used to be married and then I was in like a longish term relationship. So on top of all of that happening, I'm realizing as my grandmother passes that like, she's never going to see me have kids. That's hard. And I was like, I fucked that up. Like you didn't, but then you look at it and you're like, and I don't, I don't think that like, you just have those thoughts in the moment and then you check yourself, right? You're like, okay, you didn't fuck it up. Like, yeah, that's not, I I was never, if I had had kids with, with the hyena, that would have been a bad, bad, bad thing. She wouldn't have wanted that. If I had had kids with the puppy, I would be a single mom. Yeah. Like, like, or or, or, like whatever it is, it doesn't even matter. But like, it would have been hard on me. I wouldn't have been able to handle it. I wouldn't be where I am today. But what happens You're is just full of regret after someone goes. Yes. Right? It's and so I then started seeing like I would go on social media and I'd be like, oh, my God, that friend's pregnant. Oh, my God. That friend has like a two year old. Oh, my God. They're engaged. Like you it's, go through. But that's that's poison. Right. Right. And then you look at your life. Well, the comparison game. Right. But yeah. you have to think about it. Is that like there's probably a lot of people out there who look at my life and they think. Totally. She doesn't have anybody to answer to. She doesn't have, I have very little responsibilities as far as like people. I mean, I take a lot of care of my family. Well, there's pros and cons and it's a highlight reel. Like we've heard a million times. Totally. And no one is projecting a boring life. Nobody is projecting a boring life. And that's the thing too, is it's like through the whole time I was going through all that with my grandma, all you saw was my business doing like great that like I was just posting us at ladies night, right. like all of the fun parts of my life. Meanwhile, I'm like, well, and that's okay. Things. It's okay. Like you can post that because that's your business, mm-hmm. you know? And that's where, I mean, we are going to talk about separating your personal life from your business right? where you have like these blurred lines. And I think every business owner kind of does as well. Yep. 
but yeah, it's, it's hard. So So, go into, um, your tips and stuff. Okay. So first and foremost, I want to start off by really validating everybody. Like you guys just heard some like pretty raw stuff about my life, but we are in the holidays right now. Okay. It's a very extreme time of highs and lows. Whether you're single, you know, you're looking at everybody else's, they're getting engaged or what I just talked about. If you're dating, then you're looking at somebody who's single thinking, or you're looking, oh my God, if you're dating, everybody's asking you when you're going to get engaged. If you're married, everybody's going to ask when you're getting, having kids. If you're engaged, everybody's asking what the date is. Like everybody is constantly, and then you're seeing it reinforced on social media. That makes it really, really hard. And like for myself, for example, it's like, I'm just trying to focus on my business. Like, let Uh me just focus on my business. Um, if you've lost somebody, you're looking at everybody else with their family and it's making it really hard. Um, if you know, or you're reminiscing about the things that you used to have with them. And then for us, we have huge deadlines to meet. Like I Mm -hmm. don't have all of your hats just got here last minute. I got 5,000 jars last week. I was like, okay, cool. That just like exploded my week. And we're super stoked to finally get these products. But at the same time, it comes with a huge wave of work in just you have to make the most of it because it's a lot of outlay of cash, right? Yeah. So you got to make that back. Yep. So yeah, financially, you could be strapped or you could be having to spend tons on other people. I mean, it's all of the things. And in the past, this like all of this would happen and no one knew, right? Right. So like it would be the horse and carriage situation. No one knew. Um, You didn't have to have a small screen and like you weren't in your phone, basically. So we'll talk a little bit more about that in a second. Right. So in the past, like you wouldn't have had your phone attached to your hand, or at least for you and I growing up, especially no. if all this stuff was going on behind the scenes, like you would have never really known about it unless you were there or your friend called you or texted you or like maybe they like hit you up on AIM. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Uh, people like if we have any young chat rooms, they're like, what is AIM? Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Um, And so you just like you wouldn't find out about your ex via an app, for right. example, like that wouldn't be a thing that would happen and you wouldn't be seeking validation from someone because you wouldn't be comparing your life to someone else. Like, it just is a whole thing. You wouldn't be, like, checking back to see if they looked at it. Like, well, none of that would matter. Well, it added stress to an already stressful world. Exactly. Yes. So, um, listen, if I could delete it all, I would. Okay? I would. Because we're going to throw some facts at you. Because. Um, you would. But then there's also the benefit, like, the huge positive because your business wouldn't be here. There's so many positives. Right. So, it's like, you cannot delete it. No, but you need to learn to manage it. And it's not just you. It's me. It's every other person who is on social media. Yep. And if you're not, then you're kind of like not in tune with the world. Right. So which is fine. Good for you. Like you whatever. But talk about some of the problems in the mental illness and mental health that comes along because this is your wheelhouse uh, with social media. Mental health. Okay. So first and foremost, I want to clarify two things. There's mental health and there's Mm -hmm. mental illness. Okay. Okay. So your mental, like the CDC to be specific, like refer, we can be like very technical here. Mental illness refers to conditions that affect a person's thinking, feeling, mood, or behavior. So these are things like depression, anxiety, can't even say it. Anxiety, Anxiety. um, bipolar disorder, schizophrenia. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. 
mental health refers to your emotional state. So that like right now, my emotional health, not well, um, psychological, social well-being. So mental social media impacts your mental health, which if you have a mental illness is going to be harder for you to manage. Right. Um, so that basically mental health is how you think, how you feel, how you act. And it has a really strong impact on the way you interact with others, how you handle problems and how you make decisions. So like a lot of my close friends right now can see I'm like a little untethered because I've been through some like very hard things and I'm trying to get my mental health back on track. So, um, that being said, I also have a mental illness, which is anxiety Mm -hmm. and depression. I think there are so many people that suffer from anxiety and depression that we don't even know about it. And then mix social media into it. And it just like magnifies everything. Exactly. So let's talk about those statistics. So according to the national Alliance for mental illness, that's NAMI for short, you guys are here. You're going to like, if you listen to this podcast, you're going to hear me talk about these two organizations a lot. NAMI has been very useful to my family. Um, but according to them, one in five Americans experience a mental illness. So that in America is 52 million people. Okay. So if you were to just, and I like to always put it this way, because I think it helps people with perspective. Uh If we're looking at, there's three of us in this room right now, all we would need was two more people. And one of us would be mentally ill. I can tell you right now, I'm the mentally ill one (laughs) in this room. (laughs) That's not true. You don't know, but well, also anybody else could have it. But my point is, is that like, these are also statistics based off of people like myself Mm -hmm. who have been diagnosed. So this is not actually like, if you have not so it's not even the people who haven't been clinically diagnosed. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So you, if you have not like some people don't help, even know, yeah. they just are struggling. So if you were to look at like the state map, for example, Texas and Nevada are two of the states that are, um, we have like a very high level of mental illness and uh-huh. we have very low um, support for those people who have mental illnesses. And I will tell you right now that based off of the behaviors I've been, I've traveled to both of those places. I've obviously lived in Nevada based on the way that those areas were very like country. So we aren't going to like, it is not going to be, we're still not as open to the concept of getting help for mental illness. We haven't progressed along enough. Because we're meant to be strong. I mean, you hear me talk about it all the time. Keep your grass, like keep your problems inside. Yeah. Be tough. Like you can handle it. Like Like Miranda Lambert's song, Mama's Broken Heart. Yep. Oh my God. Yeah. That is a- uh Fix your makeup, right? Fix your makeup. Get it together. Yes, exactly. I always tell people, I'm like, I'm really working on not telling my friends and family to get their shit together when they're having a hard time. Like that, it was for a while. I would just, people would- be upset. Just and all about something. the appearance, right? I'd be like, just get your shit together. It'll be fine. Yeah. I'm like, that's pull not, yourself together. That's put on some lipstick, answer. put a messy bun in. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Put something designer on. It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's one in five people that's with a mental illness, like anxiety. And this is like functioning, right? Like I can mm-hmm. manage my life. I'm a functioning mentally ill person. Right. It doesn't, <laughs> you don't have to look like you're on the streets and homeless to have a mental illness. I think people know that by now. I right. Mean, most people are aware of that. You'd be amazed. But what I do want to talk about is that one in 20 people experience a severe mental illness in this country. Wow. So that is bipolar, it's schizophrenic, mm-hmm. severe depression, things that lead to suicide. Mm-hmm. One and in 20. That's One in 20. So you think about your family as a whole. Yeah. And this is what I've learned so much by like sharing my story, my family's story with other people is that every time I share my story, somebody is like, yeah, I know somebody 
who has a severe mental illness or yep. My, my uncle is this, or my brother is this, or we don't ever talk about it. Right. Yeah. No, there's people in my family that are severe. Yeah. Paranoid schizophrenic. It's been, it's hard. It's really hard. Mm -hmm. And you, there's not like a whole lot to be done for those people. Unfortunately, like there isn't a lot of like comfort for like, well, and you said Texas and Nevada are, were the lowest ranking in access to healthcare for them. So that's, I mean, and you probably see that like I, we experienced that with my family. Right. Um, and so then I just want to, I'll quickly go through the rest of these, but, um, so one in six also just to put that in perspective, that's approximately like 15 to 20 million people in the United States of America that suffer from a severe mental illness. We are in the holiday season comparing yourself to other people right now, or be feeling that you are not validated or not being seen or having to deal with like very hard things you are not alone. Like, please reach out to somebody for help. Like if you are experiencing any of these things, please. And we can link to, we'll put that in the show notes, some, um, prevention hotlines and stuff like that too, just so that people know where to find help if they need it. Um, but one in six youth between the age of six and 17 experience a mental disorder each year. So that a mental disorder is like a breakdown or anything like that. So that that's like a traumatic event that you're experiencing as a young adult, not even like as a teenager, a child. I still feel like a child. So imagine, I mean, think of how young you were six to 17. You don't even know what's going on with your body. It's just so much to comprehend. Oh my God. You're getting self-aware. Yeah. Your (laughs) self-awareness is, I mean, that's why we go to therapy now to be like, why am I the way that I am? Right. Seriously. So, um, Well, I'm not going to get too far into the rest of these. I wrote down a ton of things. I'm super passionate about this. And I think that we can definitely get into this further. But I want to talk about, do you want to share like how social media from McLean Hospital, which is a hospital based out of, and how their social media, like the reinforcing nature of it? Yeah. Okay. So um, using social media activates the brain's reward center by releasing dopamine, the feel good chemical. So we get that when we, you know, work out or have sex, food, social interaction. Um, So the platforms are designed to be addictive and are associated with anxiety, depression, and physical ailments like you were talking about. Yep. So we live in Nevada. We're all very familiar with slot machines, gambling. My dad is a casino man through and through. I literally sometimes joke and say I was born on the casino floor. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we, my sisters and I grew up in the casino. So Um, Similar to a slot machine, um, if a player knew that they were going to get any money by playing, they wouldn't play to start with. But the small chance that they could win keeps them coming back and sometimes losing thousands or millions of dollars. So when the outcome is unpredictable, the behavior is more likely to be repeated. Exactly. So let me talk about my personal experience with that real quick. And then let's get into some tips and tricks. Tips Um, and tricks on how to like help yourself with social media because it's non-negotiable. Un- yeah, it's uncharted territory. Right. And we're all learning, and especially like for people of our age, mm-hmm. it's like we didn't have this growing mm-hmm. up. Like I didn't Thank so, God. Thank yeah. God. I'm so grateful for that. Uh, seriously, I don't know. I don't know. I feel so bad for like I was talking to somebody, I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about having Snapchat in high school. And I was like, what do you mean you had Snapchat in high school? Like that's not even appropriate. Like, can you who, imagine who let you have Snapchat in high school? That would happen with Snapchat. Like we already messed things I up. I was in high doing school. bad things in high school. <laughs> Don't give me Snapchat. I feel so bad for the teachers. Oh my oh, God. Oh gosh. Okay. Okay. Anyways. Wow. Spiral. I panic. I'm panicked. I feel panicked. Um, 
So a little bit of like my experience with this. Okay. So the puppy, and this goes back to my relationships and we're just going to jump into this really quickly. The puppy would never like, he would stop speaking to me for a, like literally for an extended period of time, but he would be very engaged on my social media. So you would in turn natural reaction. Yep. So he trained me pretty much, which is ironic because really you should train a puppy. Catalogs, dog. (laughs) Damn it. Salvating. Seriously. So what I would do is I would post something to see if he would look at it because I was like, oh, well, if he's not talking to me, you guys, this is a relationship with a person that I'm having. I'm having an intimate relationship with a human being. In real life. In real life. Right. And I am now posting something on my personal social media to see if he has looked at it. Right. So that I'm going through my stories to see like, hi, hello, like, have you looked at my thing? And then I would give myself a full-blown anxiety attack because I would be like, why on earth? And this is the question you should really ask yourself. And if this is really happening to you and you're doing this in a current relationship, run as fast as you can. Why on earth is a person that I love and care about in real life looking at my social media and not speaking to me when I ask them a question, like, how is your day? How is that even how you're like, I know you have your phone. I know you have your phone. If Britain did that to me, I'd be like, bitch, we're not friends anymore. Like stop. Like after a certain amount of times, you're like, you would call I me just, out. but I, yeah. yeah. Well, and that's the other thing I would have called you out, which right. I never did. Because social media is this giant beast that we're all experiencing and going through in life right now, um, and obviously everything's heightened when you're going through um, a trauma or grief like you are right now, it kind of just like magnifies the bad parts of social media, right? So we've all been there, and if we haven't been going through a trauma, we eventually will. So Britt, what are some tips and some tricks to kind of manage this relationship that we have with social media? Yeah, I think first and foremost, let me say, just coming off of the last thing that I just said too, was like, don't take it personal. Like you don't need to take everything. And this is going to get into the next piece too. Not everything needs to be so personal within social media because Britain made a point where it's like, Sometimes people are just busy. They have like a lot going on. Now the dynamic of the relationship with the puppy made that toxic. That's not always the case with everybody. So when you use that and like assume that there's all of these other things, like, you know, I said that if Britain had done that to me, like, I don't know that that's necessarily true because if Britain hadn't messaged me and we've talked about this in the past, I'd be like, she's busy. Like she has shit going on. She doesn't, it's not personal. Right. So and not everything is about you. Like someone saw your story. Totally. Like, okay. So they saw their story. Maybe they didn't like comprehend what was going on or yeah. truly look at it. Maybe they're just tapping through like we mindlessly do all right. the time. I mean, get out of your own head is another one. Right. I mean, that's truly my biggest thing I need to do, but I think so first and foremost, like unfollow. So that's tip number one. This is tip number one. Okay. Follow unfollow anything that does not bring you joy so you can cater your feed to yes. healthy people that bring you joy. Yes. People that feed your life in a positive way. Yes. So I recently like unfollowed 
everybody that I did not know personally on my personal Instagram. Nice. That, that was like, I don't need to be following Buzzfeed. I don't need to yeah. be following. Like, I don't need to be following. I follow those on the other accounts. Like I don't need to follow them there. If I need to see something, I'll see something. And the reason that I bring this up and I'm just going to give an example here. I don't follow the girl who bullied me in high school. Okay. Good for you. You don't need to follow the girl who bullied you in high school. No, I don't need to know if she's married with two kids, with a great job and a dog drinking coffee at cute shops <laughs> and having a trendy brunch every Saturday. Okay. I oh just don't God. need to know that. No. Well, in my mind, and this goes back to what we talked about earlier. Well, in my mind, I'm divorced, making a mess out of dating, losing family members and working seven days a week. That is the issue right there. It's comparison. It's comparison. Okay. Because in hindsight, that person was a miserable human being in high school. I hope that she's not anymore. She was so mean to me, did some of the worst things that I like, I can't even repeat them. They were so horrible. Pieces of both of those stories could be true. Okay. I would never reach out to the girl who bullied me in high school. Yeah, like, and also, why do you need to see that? Why do you need to be reminded of what used to be? Like, I don't. You don't. I don't. I'm not interested. I don't live there anymore. I don't want to do that. I hope she's living a good life. Right. I don't need to know about it. And listen, like, I'd love to live on a farm, get married, have two kids while I have other people pouring candles for me as I function as a true CEO, like a full Kristen Cavallari, minus like I keep... Um, Cutler, Jay Cutler. That would be great if you could just keep him. Yeah. Um, 10 out of 10. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Um, like that's the dream, right? But I'm single right now. Okay. Yeah. I live in a townhome in the greatest city with my dog who I love and is so dumb. I make my own schedule. Right. Yeah. I choose that that's so seven days a week. While you like comparison is the thief of happiness. Yeah. So you you know, you don't follow that girl, thank God, but you would compare your life to her while some people are comparing their lives to you, right? So don't compare. Exactly. So comparison has to stop. And the best way to fix that is to unfollow anybody who you find yourself compare. Like you don't need to, it's not important. It's not a competition. If you feel like you still have to follow them, there's a hide button. You can hide them. Just hide their stories, hide their feed, hide it. Love that. Unfollow, cater your feed. Also, Um, we're giving you permission to do that. Like just do it. Do it. You'll be so much happier. Yeah. Another tip, uh, don't wake up to it. Yep. So our subconscious is way more powerful than we give it credit for, especially in the morning. It's receptivity and openness to new information is at its peak, right? When you wake up, yep. I feel this hardcore. Yep. Like sometimes later in the night, I'm like, I just don't have the capacity for it. Like, yep. what are you telling me right now? Um, so when you roll over in the morning and you just tap on the Instagram app, You have absolutely no control over what you're going to see. And in most cases, you start to compare yourself Mm -hmm. and in some cases, feed your ego, right? Like you wake up and you're like, oh my God, I have however many messages in my inbox. Like things, my story last night really popped off. Like, let me post more. So kind of what we were talking about earlier, um, I took this little excerpt from the Vulcan post because I just thought it like, it just registered with me. It says to have one judgmental thought first thing in the morning is like drinking a sip of Coke the second that we wake up. We may not feel the effects right away, but later on the day, we might notice that we're craving craving more sugary foods. It's the same with social media, a trickle-down effect. If we feed our ego with social media first thing in the morning, there's a chance it will continue to require its feeding throughout the day. This can cause us to think more judgmental thoughts and compare ourselves to others. So I'm like, yeah, if you wake up to it, you're going to want more, 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 more throughout the day. It's just like anything. It's human nature. And I just thought it was interesting. But also, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, I just like I, that got me pumped because I think about that. And I'm like, it's true. 
you like you do when I start my day in the morning. I mean, even I just started recently. I roll over in the morning. Like the first thing I open my eyes and I'm like, gratitude, five things that you're grateful That's for great. Go right now. Like do not touch your phone. Don't anything like gratitudes. That's amazing. That's I mean, because to my next point, if you do it in the morning, it social media is such a time sucker. So odds are when you wake up and start scrolling, you're going to spend more time than you anticipated on the app. And willpower is at its highest in the morning. So if you're using that precious time scrolling through Instagram, you're not channeling that power towards other things like or something that's beneficial for you, like what you were doing, gratitude, or yeah. maybe just like having a good cup of coffee, writing down. Yeah, journal. Or just sitting in silence, meditating. Yeah. Right? Like there's so many things, working out. There's so many things that you could be doing. God, just be alone with your thoughts. Like yeah. that's another thing coming off of this whole situation with my grandma. I was like, it just, I needed to be alone with my thoughts. Like yeah. I needed to be by myself. Right. Stillness. Yeah. So yeah, social media is in the morning is a definite no-no. Um, and then don't drink and scroll. I love <laughs> this so much. Alcohol, man. Ooh. So... Whether we like it or not, our online self is a reflection of us. And after a few bevies, people tend to open up more and share more, which, I mean, we've all experienced that. Yeah. I mean. Oh, I'm the ultimate share. Like, get a couple drinks in me. Like, what do you want to know? I'll tell you. (laughs) Seriously. I mean, I think that's just like everyone has that. Mm -hmm. But so you can protect yourself from potential relationship or career damage by not overposting when you're partying. Yep. Um, and also side note, the hangover anxiety is already enough to deal with. Yeah. You don't need to add to it by having to go back and watch your cringe worthy story. No. And then you're just like deleting it. That's a new thing I've been doing. I like post something and delete it. Like if you have to do that, it's not it for you. Right. Save yourself the stress, <laughs> yeah. right? We have too much stress. We're overstimulated. Yeah. Don't post and drink when it comes to relationships. I feel like this is Ooh. you tell me like, are you like, you're more likely to be bold, slide into someone's DMs, comment on a post, like... Oh, yeah. Like, I just... uh, I don't even have... Like, when it comes to relationships, I black out, so I don't really actually... It can really complicate things, Yeah, it does. And then you have to kind of, like, go back and be like, okay, where did I end this? Like, I was just thinking about it. Long are the days of drunk dialing, right? Where the conversation was just in real time. Now we have these social media mistakes that can't be erased. They're permanent. No, it's permanent. And I think it's really, really important. Like, listen, you're most likely a business owner or you are someone who had, like you are a career person, right? If you're listening to this, most likely, maybe you're not, I don't know. Point being, well, maybe you're, you're just like a girl who's really busy, who is trying to balance motherhood, or, oh my God, so true. Like, I oh feel like God, what if just, your children could see the things that you post? Right. Like, it's and permanent. It's permanent. <laughs> so, like, when we drink, our emotions are heightened, Don't do it. more likely to damage, you know, and create more stress in your life. Girl, I barely drink anymore because I literally, like, rage cage Brit and I are not getting along right now. So, so avoid altogether drinking and scrolling is my tip. Yeah. But who hasn't been there? I mean, oh, I've, yeah. Mm-hmm. um I like this one the most so I want to talk about this yeah that's you I am really feeling this right now because again everything that I went through recently connecting in real life before you post Mm -hmm. like if you feel that you saw something and you weren't sure if that person was okay don't dm them don't dm them don't live in the dms like I'm sorry 
if Britain thinks something is wrong, she will text me. Like or that was a big you. thing. I had to share with Britain. Britain was one of the first people to know that my grandma had passed because we had to like record the podcast. And it was like, I don't know if we should be doing this. And right away she was supportive. She was super sick too. Like was sick, not COVID. Well, you guys. And also I like you're, you're a tough bitch. Like you were saying. And like, I talked to Natalie owner of Moonlight Lace and she was like, I was like, yeah, I was just talking to Britt on the phone. Um, I was like, God, poor girl's like going through so much. And Natalie's like, dude, I called her and talked to her for three minutes before she was like, yeah, my grandma passed away yesterday. I was like, that is so classic Brit. Like, and Natalie's <laughs> like, I felt like such an ass because I was going on about and I was like, classic. But then she was like, I'm so glad that I was able to call her and like talk to her about it. Right. And it wasn't over text. And it meant so much to me. And I don't like, it is so hard to, I don't know how to have those. And we're going to run out of time. We could go we on are. for like freaking hours about we this. We are, but, but connect in real life. Connect in real life. You guys like don't connect over social media. It's not as sincere. Like let's not text is so easy. It's yeah. so easy. And like pick up the phone, pick up the phone if you need to, if you feel that you need to. Um, it just, it means so much more. And I will say that like, as someone who went through all of this, it, it really did make a world of difference. So those are some of our tips and tricks. Um, yeah, sorry. This one wasn't as funny as it normally is. No, it's <laughs> fun. I, th- I feel like it was great. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's wrap this up. Um, we will be back next week and we have a guest as well. So I'm really, really excited. Yes. We'll be announcing that a little bit later. I cannot wait to interview somebody. It's going to be a new dynamic in here. Um, and then do you want to tell them where to find us? Yeah. Find us at Brit on blast on Instagram. Um, and BLF at BLFT Reno yep. at Haven and flux. Yep. You know, the drill. Yep. And if you guys liked the show, subscribe and review. Um, download it. Download it. That would be amazing. That helps us so much. Um, and yeah. Sending love. Sending love. Thanks for listening to the hard stuff this week. And we'll be back next week with some more fun, uplifting, most likely funny. Yeah. <laughs> Later. See ya.